This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, with you for another episode of the Steelers Preview. Joining me always, the triumphant trio, Brian Anthony Davis. What's up, Brian? How are you tonight? I am fantastic. I am ready for redemption week. And it's really weird to have an 8-0 team looking for redemption. But after last <laughs> week, I think the fans are questioning some things. And this team's being like, yeah, don't worry. We'll take care of the boys. Redemption for an 8-0 team. Gosh, this will be an interesting show. Dave Schofield, what's going on? <laughs> the other co-editor, how are you tonight? Hey, I'm here. I'm ready to get to this game on Sunday. Um, decent game on tonight. I'm hoping that's one of the better Thursday night games, but it's funny because I mean it's one of our three to it was one of my three to watch from the article today, simply because you know the Steelers play the Titans already. They have to play the Colts still. Should be interesting. But you know what? Who cares about them? Let's talk about the Steelers. That's right. I don't like and and I know the Steelers play the Ravens on Thursday night on Thanksgiving. I don't like division games on Thursday nights. I know that's what they like to do because typically they're closer in proximity. They have familiarity. That's a lot on the line for a game where you only have like two days to prep. Not a fan of that. Got to be honest. Not a fan. Are they wearing their uh, color rush? Um, I, I, I'm thinking I'm Not right now commercial. it's commercial <laughs> <laughs> and I'm probably a minute or so behind because I'm streaming it online rather than. Well, let's, let's ask, I'll ask Brian this cause Brian's wearing a throwback Jersey. If you're listening on audio, he's wearing one of the seventies jerseys. Not sure what year that is, but, um, when do you, obviously I think they're going to wear the, the, I think they're going to wear the color rush on Thanksgiving night against the Ravens at home. Are we expecting them to wear the block the block numbers at some point this year, Brian? Do you think you have a guess, an educated guess on when that'll be? I don't think it's been announced. Yeah, you know what? I was thinking it would be the Cincinnati game because they typically like to do that in divisional games. Now, I have heard the same thing about the color rush with you. Usually they announce this because last year, the Rams game, the game Dave attended, and they uh, they went absolutely nuts. That was one of those years that they wore one of those games that they wore the uh, block numbers and probably, number. and one of the reasons being is because it was the 40th anniversary of beating the Rams in the Super Bowl. So it was the 40th anniversary of that 1979 season. So that's when they did it. Then I am wearing the 1976 LC Greenwood Jersey. Very nice. Very nice. I, yeah, I just, uh... Maybe, I guess maybe they're not. I thought they would stick with those block numbers until they come out with another throwback, but maybe you're right. Maybe that was just a one-year thing. The fans went nuts for him. Why in the world would they not bring him back again? Dave, if you had to guess, which game would they put him put him on him? The the blocks. Um, 
I'm guessing they'll. I mean, maybe the the Colts game. I don't know. Mm, I mean, yeah, that's not I a bad thought, one. I would have thought maybe maybe this week, but they're not unless they announce that. Now, they could announce at the very last minute because they've done that when they've done an extra color rush. But yeah. usually they announce them before the season starts what they're going to be. But with no fans, I understand maybe they're waiting. How crazy! How crazy would it be if they wore block whites on the Sunday night game in Buffalo? I would be. That would be cool. Wear the block number white jerseys, the road jerseys. Brian, you down with that idea? Oh, that would be amazing. They definitely won't do that because, <laughs> because it it wasn't pre planned. But that would be fantastic. And you know, just this is the second. This would be the third year because they wore them two years ago against Cleveland. And they wore them last year against LA, like we mentioned. So this should be year number three, but there's only four home games left. You know it's not going to be against Baltimore because that's the color rush night. Yeah. You would think that uh, it's not going to be the uh, the game against Indy because that's the second and the last game of the season. Typically, you would think that it would be one of these next next couple games. Could 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 be the football team. Could be that game. Could be the football team. They have a history of wearing throwbacks against the football team. They wore the bumblebees against the football team when RG3 was there. Uh, Or it could be week 17 against, uh, well, no, actually, that's in Cleveland. Never mind. Forget that. I don't know. Anyways, guys, we'll just talk about news. There's only one news story for me. And I think we're all going to talk about the same thing. But let me ask you, as I put this out on Twitter today, and I got some pretty good responses from people, is anyone else find it strange that in a week where Vance McDonald has positive for COVID-19, Ben Roethlisberger, okay, that's a high, that's a big name quarterback on an under, the only undefeated team. He goes on the high risk list, the COVID reserve list. We haven't heard peep other than the day, I think it was, correct me if I'm wrong, Dave, Monday that the Steelers all tested negative. Haven't heard a thing since. And I'm only using the comparisons here of the Tennessee situation, the outbreak they've had there, you go to Atlanta when they've had people test positive, Kansas City, Ella, Las Vegas, the Raiders. We haven't heard Jack squat. Guys, is no news good news, or, are you, or, have, or have you heard something that I haven't? Dave, we'll start with you. Well, I mean, if you go through some back channels, you might find out that indirectly that there weren't any positive cases and stuff. But the, the problem what, what is... What back is, channels are you going through? I, I mean, I, I I saw someone share something in a call. No, Lurking. it was in a... When you brought that up on Twitter, I think somebody shared something in a comment that then if you click on it, you could then click somewhere else and you might have been able to find it. But bottom line is... <laughs> yeah, no, that's... Seriously, that's what I'm saying. This should be front and center. It should not be something... Now it's no news is good news. Technically, you know, because remember, these guys on the on the reserve COVID list, they don't even show up on the injury report. They're not really, yeah. they're officially not on the roster right now. But notice that the Steelers didn't go out and sign four other guys to the 53. Yeah. Because you know, they'll do that Saturday if something happens where they don't come off. That if they don't come off the list, then they'll take care of it then because it's when- not like when will the announcement be made? Typically, is it Friday or Saturday? It is Saturday, and it was already it was asked Coach Tomlin on Tuesday. Would they be clear in order to do the walkthrough? And his answer, one word, yes. Yes. <laughs> so that means they would know on on Saturday. Trust me, if there was, but here's the other thing: they're also already on the list. So if they got a positive test, 
there's not, you know, there are not a lot of come out and report that a player got a positive test. They just, you know, by name, they just say that a player had a positive test. And then later that day, a player goes on the COVID-19 list. So in this case, they're already on the list. So it's not like no news is good news because they don't really have to say, but when Randy Feetner's talking today about that, they're still planning on Ben playing, that tells me that the Steelers know that as of today's tonight, while we're recording live is Thursday. That means as of Wednesday's test, they know that it's still a negative for at least for at least Ben that we know of. Yeah. Brian, you listen to a lot of Pittsburgh uh, sports talk radio, like 93.7 The Fan. Have you heard anything about the negative testing or anything? It's an English mother because mom's the word, my friend, because <laughs> I got to tell you, if I was – if I had friends on the Steelers and I had a secret that I didn't want anybody to know, but I had to get it off my chest, whether I've been cheating on my taxes, whether I, whatever. I'm I glad you said company. the word taxes. I was waiting for something <laughs> else. <laughs> well, everybody expects me to say something stupid like that. But I would tell Mike Tomlin because Mike Tomlin's not telling you a secret whatsoever. <laughs> He is going to keep his mouth shut about everything. He doesn't want anybody to know anything whatsoever. Um, I just don't really think that uh, that he thought it was a big deal. Because when I listen to the press conference and when I listen to the recap on any streaming platform, you could go listen to Jeff Hartman talk about the press conference re- recap. And when I listen to that, I'm thinking, you know what? I'm not really worried about this situation. The reason they're on this list, and boy, now if you are cheating on your wife, you don't want to have one of these, these close contact <laughs> trackers. I didn't know that we had GPS trackers on NFL players. I was like, whoa. But you know, what what I'm thinking though is you know, they were just near these guys. I'm wondering who who rooms with these guys on the road. Maybe Vince Williams rooms with one of these guys on the road because I don't think I think they still room on the road. I don't know if they have private rooms anymore unless things have changed so i'm wondering if you're a roommate if you have lockers next to each other that's how they take a look at this and have that close contact list but you would i'm sure if ben was going to be out that they would have been announcing it already yeah i'm expecting him to play i guess my thing is i'm just i was just wondering because everything else that we've seen in the national football league up to this point whether it's tom polissero or Adam Schefter's the Ian Rappaport's of the world have been very quick to go on Twitter and say no negative tests for whatever team. And I guess as the editor or co-editor of the website, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, this might be a couple articles. We can just run an article. Hey, just so you know, Steelers tested negative. Everything still looks good for Ben to play. Nothing next day. Okay. Maybe we'll get it now. Now some are saying in the live chat that Aditi Kinkwabala on NFL network said they've all tested negative. Take that for what it's worth. But I, I mean, the people that we trust that are inside, you know, that are at practices, I'm talking the Dale Lollies, the Jerry Dulacs, the Mark Cavallis, nothing, absolutely nothing. So I just thought that was, I thought that was interesting. I think that uh, for all, I speak for all three of us when we say we expect Roethlisberger to play this Sunday, barring a positive test late this week, in which case that completely alters everything if he doesn't play or compared to if he did. Let's talk a little bit though about, you know, the headline of this of this episode is the importance of these AFC North division games. Okay. And they are very important. This will be the Steelers third division game. They played the Cleveland Browns one it at home. They beat the Baltimore Ravens in week eight 
at M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore, Maryland. And now they're back at Heinz Field for the Cincinnati Bengals. Before we get into the nitty-gritty, I, I everyone knows that the Steelers have a two-and-a-half game cushion on the Ravens. And I asked you guys this question today on our Slack group. And, of course, Dave gave me a very Dave answer, which I'm expecting him to give yes, here. I <laughs> and I said, at what point will you, as a fan, feel comfortable with the Steelers' lead? Now, let me go over the next three games for the three teams that are still vying for the AFC North division, okay? The Pittsburgh Steelers, obviously, they have the Bengals at home this week. They go to Jacksonville, and then they host the Ravens on Thanksgiving. We know this. The Baltimore Ravens go to New England for Sunday night football this week. They host the Tennessee Titans next week, and then they go to Pittsburgh uh, the following week. The Cleveland Browns, my gosh, their schedule. If you haven't looked at if you think the Browns are going away, they're not. I looked at it today. They're not going away. They have a cake schedule. Okay, they have the Houston Texans at home, the Philadelphia Eagles at home, and then they go to Jacksonville. What is their record, by the way, Cleveland? Are they five and five and four? They have three losses. They are five and three. Five and three. Okay. So Cleveland has three losses. Cleveland has three losses. Cleveland has three losses. There you go. So guys, I mean, you look at those, the the schedules coming up for those three teams. What would it take for you to sit back and say, I think the Steelers got this. I think they've got this. Now I'm going to go with Brian first because I know Dave's answer. (laughs) It's simple. If they win out through Thanksgiving, including the Ravens game, they've got this. Because even if the Ravens went out until that game and Pittsburgh takes that home matchup, then you have a three and a half game lead going into the final uh, the final uh, what, five games of the season. So I yeah. think that's pretty safe because after that, after Thanksgiving, you've got the football team. You've got your toughest game besides the Ravens in the Bills. And then not bad after after that and I know you're traveling to Cincinnati you're you're going against a weird a weird team in the Colts who I'm not sure what their true identity is right now because I mean the first half of the game the other day against Baltimore hey these guys are for real the second half oh my gosh these guys are awful so I mean I know we could say that about the Steelers too sometimes in the season but that's just a weird team but if you get to that point fellas then it's probably smooth sailing if you end up being what would that make you 11 and 0 uh what if they go th- all the way through thanksgiving night winning all three games yeah yeah so you'd be 11 and 0 with a three and a half game lead yeah yeah you're in good shape yeah. i would oh, think yeah. so D- dave what are your well, thoughts you, yes yeah, you're in good shape you definitely are my answer to jeff was i'll be happy <laughs> when they have like a four and a half game lead with four games left you know, seriously. Also because, known as you just clinched the division. <laughs> yes. Well, here is why. I'm going to tell you. My my first year with Behind the Steel Curtain was 2000, the 2018 season. Yes, believe it or not, it hasn't been now that long. And I was writing an article. I started this following the Steelers' Week 11 win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. It was a magic number article. And they have a magic number that they need this many wins or whatever in order to make the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. We know what happened in the last six games of that season, it was called two and four, you know, with both well, shockingly, they beat the Patriots. Yeah. 
but then they went two and four and missed the playoffs. So I've over, I'm already the kind of guy. I'm like, I'm not, I don't want to get count my, my chickens before they hatch because of that. I got burnt with that. But I, when I say about the AFC North, um, really being, you know, you got to stay focused on the AFC North. This week coming up is really the, the key matchup with the Bengals because the next time you play any of the other AFC North teams, meaning when you play Cleveland again, Cincinnati again, it will already be after you've played Baltimore the second time. And yeah. once you play Baltimore the second time, every the, the pathway to everything is going to be laid out after Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving, you'll, you will know so much more. So right now, I mean, if the Steelers – take care of business on Thanksgiving night, then I'm not, I'm just like Brian. I'm not very concerned at all. No, I, I agree with you guys hundred percent. And honestly, when you look at Baltimore's their, their road to hoe, so to speak, if you want to use that term, I mean, at new England's not going to be easy. Belichick is going to have a plan in place. You hope that maybe they can find a way to win that game, Tennessee, and then followed up with Pittsburgh. I mean, people talked about Cleveland, Tennessee, Baltimore for Pittsburgh stretch. That's going to be tough for them. And they're traveling on Thursday night. I'm not saying it's a gimme. We've seen the Ravens come into Heinz Field and win before. But these division games are absolutely huge. But like you said, if Baltimore loses Thanksgiving, and that's if they win their other games, I'm probably, when I looked up the Cleveland Browns schedule, I'm probably more concerned about the Browns sticking around. And i got to be honest. I mean, unless something crazy happens, and I know Cleveland's going to Cleveland and all that. Honestly, if the Steelers take out take out the Ravens on Thanksgiving night, they need the Ravens to beat the Browns. Yeah. I mean that they, would actually they, be more that's, helpful. That's the thing. I mean, that's you crazy. actually they, they could actually I could see don't. Cleveland finishing second if the Steelers take out the the Ravens, believe it or not. But so let's let's keep with the AFC North talk because they're playing the Bengals. And here we have Joe Burrow, rookie quarterback, number one overall pick, LSU, tiny hands and all. Here he is coming off a bye week, coming to Pittsburgh. And I swear, whether it's the live chat, whether it's the Twitter, the, the Twitterverse, Steeler Twitter, whatever you want to call it, whether it's our comment section at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, you would think that a 5-2-1 and one team is rolling into Heinz Field this weekend. You really would. I mean, Steeler fans are like, oh my gosh, I'm so worried. I, I don't know what to do with myself. Well, what are we going to do? Joe Burrow, Joe, give me a freaking break. And I'm going to say Shannon White, who's a writer on our site. <laughs> he is so worried. I mean, he seriously is like, if Ben can't play, the Steelers are going to lose. And I'm like, all right, let's pump the brakes a little bit here. Okay. I know that the Bengals have weapons. I know that Joe Burrow is impressive for a rookie, but let's also not put them on this pedestal. Okay. This pedestal of, Holy cow, this they are two, five, and one, period. But my question for you all that I wanted to bring up in the show is when you look at the Cincinnati Bengals, who have played half of their games as well, is Joe Burrow now, as a rookie, better than the prime Andy Dalton? That's the question. Is Joe Burrow right now, eight games in, as a rookie, better than Andy Dalton in his prime? Like when Andy Dalton was getting to the postseason, you know, when he had, when Vontez Burvick was there, just trust me, the Steelers fans know about that. Brian, what do you think about that? I'm going to say absolutely. But he does not, he has weapons, but he doesn't have the defense that Andy Dalton had. And 
Andy Dalton could afford to make some errors, and he always played better against Pittsburgh, it seemed. Joe Burrow is something special. I would take Joe Burrow right now over Andy Dalton in his prime. Okay, Dave Schofield, what are your thoughts? I I agree because I don't I was trying to figure this out before. I don't ever see Andy Dalton as being the Bengals, if you know what I mean. When you were playing the Bengals, yeah, Andy Dalton was the quarterback, but there was other things you were worried about, you know. Yes, it was AJ Green who's still there. You were worried about the defense, things like that. I'm sorry, but when it comes to this Cincinnati Bengals team, it's Joe Burrow. It's Joe Burrow. That's, he, you know, you don't, you're not, I don't, as a Steelers fan, I never feared Andy Dalton for just Andy Dalton, that he was going to be the guy that came in and, and won the game. It was going to have to be that that team would have to come in. And saying the Steelers have beat them in 10 straight games, you're talking about a long time ago before you're talking about <laughs> if it was possible that they could come in and beat them. So, but with Joe, but with Joe Burrow, that he is a player that I feel that he could come in and do it himself. And I never felt that way with Andy Dalton. What about Carson Palmer? Did you feel that way with him when he was when he was there when he was the number one overall pick for Cincinnati? Yes, a lot more than Andy Dalton. Brian? But yes, I did. However, he hardly played as a rookie because you had John Kitna in there starting. Oh, John Kitna. Johnny K. So he started then, and they threw Burrow in right away with no offensive line, and Burrow has no help whatsoever. I mean, that offensive line, I'm surprised hasn't gotten him killed yet. So if I'm ta- thinking about Joe Burrow and Cincinnati, I think they're going to win a few more games this season. But I'm also thinking about the Cleveland Browns. I'm thinking about the fact that Cleveland's run roughshod on almost everybody else. However, when it comes to Baltimore and it comes to Pittsburgh, they die on the vine and they are just, they got crushed. So I'm thinking the same thing. Joe Burrow's worst game this year was against the Baltimore Ravens and they crushed him. He had a horrible game because they came after him. Somebody said in the live chat, he hasn't seen a TJ Watt yet. No, he hasn't, and he hasn't seen a Bud Dupree, and he has not seen a Vince Williams, and he has not seen a Stefan to it. Neither has and, the rest of the Steelers this week, though. And ah. I, I get that. I get that. Yeah, definitely do. But I fear for this guy's life this weekend because uh. it's going to be tough. He's going to throw some touchdown passes, yeah. but he's not going to light them up. Is there a rookie quarterback you would take in the NFL right now over him? And I'm talking about, well, with Tua has a small sample size with only two games, but Herbert out in L.A. with the Chargers. Is there anyone you would take over Joe Burrow, Dave? Over Burrow? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say. Gonna Herbert say, is fun to watch. He he is. I watched him, and he, he is. is fun to watch. But I don't know, because to take them over, because to me, you're I'm thinking if you're going to redraft right now, and the Bengals had the number one pick over again. Is there someone who would be obviously better for that, better than Joe Burrow that they would take ahead of him? Would they take Tua ahead of him based on his what he's done? Would they take Herbert ahead of him? And I don't, I don't think so yet. I'm not saying they're below him. I just don't know that they're above him. Brian, um, you know it's it's really hard to take anybody over Joe Burrow right now, but Herbert would probably be the number three overall pick. 
that's how good he is right now. This is one of those situations where you're trying to decide between two really fantastic young quarterbacks and Tua as well. Tua's come in and played well. I'm still ranking, because of the sample size, I'm ranking Tua third. I love what I'm seeing from Herbert. I mean, he has taken over fantasy football as well. And, you know, in fact, if fantasy owners are going to pick a guy, they're going to pick Herbert. But this is not a fantasy league. This is about wins and losses. And I really think that as far as if you match these guys up against each other as far as intangibles, as far as everything goes, I think Burrow is still going to uh, win that faceoff. Here's another thing. I want to ask Jeff this question. And they had the NFL had no idea about this when they could have. How great would it have been to have, rather than Cincinnati and I must said San Diego and the Los Angeles Chargers playing in week one? How much better would that have been if that if you're talking about that being a week 13 or 14 game? Yeah. Now that it's the two young quarterbacks. Because you look back and and that would have been a great matchup, but unfortunately it was, it was week one. Yeah, it was, fortunately it was week one, and you didn't get that big matchup. That would have been a really good one to see later. Yeah, it would have been. Um, you know, speaking of AFC North football, hey, there's obviously there's more importance to this game. Every division game has more importance to it, not just in the AFC North, but any division in the National Football League. Let's talk about the injuries and the injury report before we actually go into our first break for those listening on audio. And then when we come out of the break, we'll talk about X-Factors, predictions, all that fun stuff. So, Dave, go ahead. Run down the Thursday. Reminder, Thursday practice report. This is recorded live Thursday night on YouTube. You can find us at YouTube.com. Search BTSC Steelers Radio. Subscribe to the channel. We appreciate it. Dave, go ahead. Injury report time. All right. Well, I was really close to knocking this one out of the park. I actually decided I was going to try to get my article and headline and everything already before practice. And, and my headline was going to be all active players participate in practice on Thursday. And I was really close Yeah, you were. because I did not, you know, how could you predict that new to the injury list would be Anthony McFarland did not practice due to illness. That a lot of people are already saying, you know what? You don't want another van. Well, the thing is, we don't know what the illness is. We don't know if it's anything that's even remotely, you know, COVID symptom like, you know, it is cold season. So it's really hard to tell the difference between the two. But they did get burnt with the Vance Williams thing last week that maybe they're better off just saying, you know what? When a rookie misses a day of practice anyway, we're not going to play him this week. Anywho, we might as well just keep him away. I don't know how they'll respond to that. Um, there isn't, there hasn't been a positive test or anything that's been reported. Uh, I know someone tried to say that in, in the live chat, but I haven't seen an official report of that. But beyond McFarland, there was some things in there that even though everyone practiced, that was still concerning. All right, Tyson Alualu once again was limited, so he didn't progress to full. If I had to bet now, I would say he's probably. I don't know that they're going to call him out. I would maybe call him doubtful if he goes limited again, or he could surprise us and say, Hey, he was kind of saved as a vet. He goes full on Friday in place. It's that one's I, if I had to bet, I'd go that direction, but that's still the air. The other limited was Isaiah bugs returned to practice in a limited form. He's following exactly what he did last week. Didn't practice Wednesday limited on Thursday. Last week he with them was full on Friday, no injury designations. We'll see what happens with him. But the one that I know Jeff wants to talk about more than anything is gone from a full participant Wednesday to a limited on Thursday of Mike Hilton. Uh, he's not playing. 
He's not playing. I, if, if you were to guess, Hilton's not playing. Alawalu's not playing. And those are two huge losses for the Steelers defense. And we've seen it. We've seen it. And then you throw in Bugs, which anyone notice Isaiah Bugs on, on Sunday in week nine in Dallas? Anyone? I didn't. I noticed I mean, Carlos. I noticed Mondo. Well, he's your son. No court. I would expect you to see him. Yeah, I but mean, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see number ninety six. I saw these guys. No, I'm not. I'm not saying he didn't play, but I, I just think that ankle's bothering him, and yeah. he's someone that could maybe come in and play sparingly. But now you look at the the loss of Alawalu. You have no Chris Wormley, who we didn't see a lot of him anyways, but he's at least experienced depth. He's gone. If, if Alawalu can't play, Bugs is clearly banged up. Hilton being downgraded was man that was a gut punch for me he comes out full participant i think that was his first full practice since he got hurt and he got hurt way back in i think week six against cleveland if i'm correct and it's it just doesn't they i could be wrong they could have just dave says all the time they could have just kind of tapered back on his workload a little bit see what he does on friday i expect hilton to be questionable but i doubt he plays brian what are your thoughts on the injury situation it's disconcerting because I don't think he's going to play either. Then you have Cam Hayward coming out and saying, we don't want to rush a Lualu back. We need him. So we don't want him coming back right away. And that's what you're getting from your defensive captain on that side of the ball. So I'm thinking that they have got to try to find a way to survive another week without these guys. And it's getting tougher and tougher because you had the number one ranked or actually the number two ranked rushing defense in the league just like just maybe a yard or two behind the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and now they rank ninth because of two straight games and you got gashed by you knew you were going to get gashed by the Baltimore Ravens because they put up a lot of a lot of yards on the ground you did not expect to give up 140 some yards to the uh to the Dallas Cowboys on the ground and that was not expected so they have teams know They've scouted these guys. Alu-Alu is one of the most important guys on that defensive line, and so is Vince Williams. If something happens, and we expect Vince to play, but if something happens that Vince isn't in there, you're going to see a lot of Avery. But the thing about Avery Williamson is he is not Vince Williams. So it's, it's going to be really interesting. Without, and your run game loses a lot too when you don't have Mike Hilton in there. Because he is a stalwart against the run. He is almost a Swiss Army knife on defense. He can do everything. So really need to have him back there as well. And speaking of who they would have to stop, it's worth noting that Joe Mixon, Mixon who missed the two games prior to their bye, they're coming off a of bye. Let's keep that in mind. He's missed the last two days of practice. Did not yeah. practice with a foot injury. I can see the Bengals being cautious with him. You have a running back that has a foot injury. The one thing you don't want to do is to rush them back, even if he's not healthy. He, it, They have listed him. Now, I did see a report earlier in the week, I think on Wednesday, that Mixon was doing some individual work. They don't even have him listed as, as a limited participant in practice. They have him as did DMP. not participate. Not only that, Geno Atkins hasn't practiced the last two days for not injury-related reasons. I'm not sure where he is, if it's personal. Said, like, I, don't I saw a person uh, that just says DNP on the report. Yeah. But I heard somewhere that it was personal. I, I don't know. It's uh, Who knows? I mean, not that Gio Bernard mm -hmm. can't get the job done. He's proven he can. It's just yeah. the fact that if, if Mixon can't play, that sure does help the Steelers if they don't have Alawalu and Hilton. Because Mixon is that 
He's he's a much better runner. I the Gio Bernard is very versatile. He's a three down back. He can do it, but Mixon is a different beast, in my opinion. Take that for what it's worth. So, all right, we're gonna take a quick break on the audio side. Make sure you uh, check us out on part two. Uh, and if you're on YouTube, we're not going anywhere. Stay right here. We'll be right back after this break. <laughs> 